It's Pride Month. It's God. still Pride. It's still it's Pride, still, kids. Can, happy can Pride. I, happy Pride. Listen, so I'm. I just quick. I was the other Sunday. I was. I was oh, going it's us. The, I'm oh, gonna let hey, you finish, Courtney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Taking a Pride. Anyway, uh, Sunday. Uh, so the C train's not running. The A train's not running. Okay, we'll take a bus to J Street and then we'll switch. Okay, oh, cool. Oh, I had walking to do that. The, yeah. No, walking down the street, about to go to the bus stop on Fulton, and what's coming the up the street? What the fuck? Okay. The trans gentrification. It was confusing. It was a lot of issues in one march, but well, it was it was a trans it was a trans live matter. Yeah, right. and it was and it was uh it was beautiful. It was I was I was actually in Brooklyn and I saw a lot of the kids. I love seeing all the young people and I was No, it was, was fun, but it was just yeah. one of those like only in New York could I get yeah. like not cross the street. Mm -hmm. It's like because and I was like, yay! And everybody was wearing white, right? They all right. had on white. Last year, yeah. I was actually inadvertently at that march. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that's what it was, and I of course was not wearing white because I I don't own anything that's white. And I was in that march, so I was very glad to see it. But I don't know what this has to do with anything. Good morning. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Is that a Nick shirt you have on? It's not a Nick shirt. Oh. It's a Conrad McRae youth league but there was a co-sign by the knicks and i will say when i uh, do wear uh -huh. this in the neighborhood all four black people that are left in Fort Greene, <laughs> <laughs> give me the represent represent all, all four of them, all four of them. <laughs> there's still some they didn't get well not including their cousin and and nene yeah they all but, go what's up what's up with that shirt right like, no that's a great shirt you. yeah yeah it's good. so um, you voted early i voted early can i just say I just did it because I just want the phone calls and the texts stop. and the person stop. knocking on knocking on my door to stop. It's like I'm worn out. We've gone from the presidential election right into a mayoral election, which next year we go into our midterms and our gubernatorial election, and then we're going to go into another presidential cycle. There's been no break in New York. Zero chill. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then and there was over. this little pesky pandemic thing, too. And now, I don't know, like, for all you got. first of all, I was just looking at some of our stats today. Just so who'd to, you vote for? Well, you know, this is what I have decided now. Your moving vote is sacred. Your vote is sacred. Yeah, for moving forward, I'm just not going to tell anybody who I'm voting for. for I don't anything. blame you. I don't blame you. Because I'm tired of it becoming such a divisive issue that I'm like, you know what? I'm not no, going to tell anybody who I vote for. for listen, your vote is sacred. Yeah. It's supposed yep. to be a secret. Yep. That's why yep. there's things surrounding you yep. when you vote. I voted early, too, because I was just like, you know, I voted on Sunday. I said, look, there's nothing else that can be said that will change your mind. If anything that dramatic happens between now and yep. the regular, this is the regular. They're all acting up as if, let me just get over and done with. It's yep. one less bell to answer. Just fucking do it. I'm happy with who I voted for. Me too. I made um, my choices. That's I it. I made my choices, and it's an ungovernable city either which way. So. Like whoever, it's a shit job. It's a but, shit and, job. And here's the funny thing: they were so happy that I came to vote. Everybody was like, "Thank you so much. Thank I you." Know. Because these mayoral elections in New York, the turnout is always so poor. Like. De Blasio won because like his two cousins, me, you, and five other people showed up. It was the lowest turnout. And I feel like people have such a burnout and 
coming out of this pandemic that's not over, but everybody's acting like it's over. I think we're going to have another low turnout. It's no, I don't think be it is because this year we're electing a new mayor. We were just re-electing him the last time. Yeah, but there's no real I, competition. Like, here's the thing: whoever gets it on the Democratic side, what are they going to go against? Curtis Sliwa? He's no. When they won, whoever wins on the yeah. Democratic side is the mayor. Right. I mean, they just have to do that other thing because we are so far still a democracy. So far, I mean, right. who knows? But no, whoever wins is the mayor. But. I was fine. Um, we, I voted. Um, I got into it with like uh, one of the people campaigning for our city council. It was one of those. I was very polite. I said, "Look, I support your candidate, but I'm ranking so and so first, and but I'm ranking second. And I started getting hit with the blah 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 blah. And you know, as a queer black woman, I went, "All right, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 bye." It's like Merry Christmas. Yeah, really. Happy Merry Kwanzaa. Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I already Let's voted. Dance right. I can't do it. I can't. And I'm not going to do what you can. And I'm not going to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, so, speaking of things that people line up for, I heard a little rumor that last Saturday was a hipster uh, Comic-Con, a.k.a. Record Store Day. Well, no, we're not going to stick those hipsters in because they came late. But for oh, all good. of us who really love records and everybody who just got a turntable from their spouse or cousin at Christmas. I'm selling mine, by the way. It's a, it's a really good day. Amy's selling hers. It's a, it was a, it's a really good day to help the small it really started as something to really help independent record stores. When did it start? I mean, I'm joking around. Uh, I know it's been. A, I believe it, it started around 2015. So maybe? it's really recent. It's recent. It's recent. It was okay. to try to really help small independent record stores, and it became a big thing. It just was a hit. You do limited edition vinyl, maybe oh, some reissues okay. on vinyl, sometimes albums that have never been on vinyl, limited amounts. And you know so that's stuff. why. That's why. And that's why everybody's. Up. That's okay. why everybody queues up. Because I'm sitting there going, okay, like record stores are open all the time. Why is everybody like lining up like it's well, the new Jordans? Okay. So the, in the industry's in on it. In Absolutely. On it. So like the Prince records that, that we got, like, you know, I went to Cinderblock. I was out there from 940 in the morning. The, Matt the, Nimley, the, what's up? The, 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 the Prince records, there are only 13,000 of them. Some wow. records, there are 5,000 that they made. Some are 10. It all, it's a limited amount. And they have them for Europe, too. Like in the UK, some of their exclusives were a Little Mix and Amy Winehouse. So it's really taken off around the world. And That's it's, cool. And it's been great for these independent stores. And, you know, vinyl has been great for independent record stores, which is like, who would have thought that we see it saw the day that vinyl comes back and that's the thing that's kind of really generating well, so much I, revenue. It, it kind of like is a cool thing because when you think about it, the big chains put all of their, understandably, all their energy into one thing. So it, it makes sense that vinyls become a boutique industry in a lot of ways, right. you know? And, it's, and it kind of suits the whole vibe of you know, going through the crates. Absolutely. And well, playing records. And you know what I have to tell you? I just, to me, I'm not a huge reissue person. I love the original vinyls from those pressings. Right. I like a little snap crackle in my pop. And when I, when right. I play my, my music on vinyl, to me, it just sounds better. It yeah. just, I love, I love the way it sounds coming out the speakers, you know? Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad that it was, I, I didn't know that. It seems like um, it was a success across the board, you know? Good, yeah. I saw a lot of people like online talking about cool things they found. So and there's a, a second good... one in July. 
this year, oh, cool. in July. There are two this year. There's a second one in July. Yeah, so. it's a good way to support local business and get, you know, there's nothing wrong with, if you're going to have an obsession, music is the probably the better obsession you can have. And I think, you know, I've said it a million times, buy local, support local. I love being my neighborhood and I love that it's a neighborhood. It bothers yeah. me now that 120, when you go down 125th Street, so many of the little mom and pop stores that used to be there aren't there anymore. And what's been coming in is all of the big corporate stuff. So it's turning into 34th Street, like designer buildings with really expensive right. condos or rentals. And then all of the shops, none of the mom and pop stuff, but everything that's corporate that will pay corporate prices. You know, there's a this outlet, this, this store this chain restaurant, but none of the little places anymore. It's always, you see those strips just being emptied. Like they bought out a whole row, emptied it all out. And that's where the Trader Joe's and Target and all those, all of that's coming to 125th. So in certain ways, yeah, you have this shopping corridor that's gonna serve the people of town. But at the same time, we always hear them talking about small business, small business, small business, but it's impossible damn near to have a small business yeah. in town. Well, that is a beautiful segue talking about neighborhoods to talk mm -hmm. about uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, cinematic, the film of his Tony Award winning play, In the Heights, which was supposed to come out a year ago, but then this pandemic happened, this mm -hmm. made up pandemic. Um, <laughs> so what? It, it, this is the show that basically introduced Lin-Manuel Miranda to the general public. It, it was on Broadway, one of Tony, Lin-Manuel Miranda, for those of you who've been in a coma for the last 10 years, is the man behind Hamilton. The show and that I was invited to like three times and I was like, I don't want to see it. It's, well, whatever. Um, and I, I still saw, don't want to see it. No, it's really good. I saw it I I, I saw it on the Disney thing. I, I, I don't even I, like I, the music. It doesn't move me. I yeah, just, no. For whatever reason, I just like, I don't care. Well, anyway, um, I saw it. I didn't see it in person. I saw it on Disney. And you liked I, it? I, yeah, very much. Very mm -hmm. much. I, 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 too, was like, how good could it be? And I was like, yeah, it is that good. Um, but you do see, you know, the beginnings of his sort of style, which is sort of like the talking, rapping. There is dialogue in this, which is good. But anyway, so In the Heights op op is on HBO Max and also opened in the theaters. A lot of people on Facebook and my friends saw it in the theaters. It's gotten rave reviews. But it is not done well box office wise. It only brought in eleven million. They thought it would do a lot better. And I gotta say, how do you judge box office when you have people also streaming it too? Right? I mean, there's that. I can sort of understand why it didn't do huge numbers because there's no star. The the best known guy in the in the thing is not even credited, and that's Mark Anthony and, right. and Jimmy Smith. Mark Anthony is in it. For like literally ten seconds, a very good ten seconds. But uh, Anthony Ramos, who is just beyond great in everything, but he's not like a big star yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I watched it last night um, because it was part of my homework assignment. I had mm -hmm. to listen, watch In the Heights, and listen to the Migos record. I tried mm -hmm. to do it both at the same time, but it was mm -hmm. confusing. <laughs> I liked it. It's too long. I don't have uh, two and a half hours. I don't have that. I liked it. It's beautifully choreographed. It looks like a Busby. Like he makes uptown like look like this fantasy land. You know what I mean? It's like there's a choreographed thing in, in the public pool uptown and the costumes are great. It doesn't look like some some dopey white person. Went yes. to, you know, yeah. forever it looks 21. like a wonderful place where no one looks like me. 
Well, there's that. That's the thing. I mean, so I'll get to that. The music is great. My one problem I was telling you is that somebody once said that the new generation of, of Broadway singers, all the women sound like Disney fairy princesses. So mm -hmm. there's no distinctive voice except right. for Daphne um, Ruben Vega, Vega who kills. And then the, so there, it's good. And Anthony Raven, but yes, there has been a huge backlash, well, not a huge, but a significant backlash against Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is Puerto Rican, who grew up uptown, about the fact that there are no Afro-Latina actors in this movie. And it's supposed to be set in Washington Heights. <laughs> which, which is up the street for me, right up there. Which, for those of you playing the at-home version, <laughs> is a There's a lot of people that look like me. Yes. Yes, it's a predominantly they're not African American, but they look like look me. Like they are Hispanic, they are Latino, they are Puerto Rican, they are Dominican, but they are dark skin. There's not a it's it anyway. So he nobody. There's one black guy in the movie. He's one of the leads, and they never identify whether he's African American or Afro-Latina, and the reason you're thinking he might just be a black guy is because the actor who plays him also played Dre in Straight Outta Compton, so I'm like, oh, so he just must be a black guy. And he never speaks Spanish. Every other character in the movie at some point is speaking Spanish. Anyway, so talk about that issue of colorism. Um, what, you know, because I know you had something, some stuff to say about that. Courtney? Well, this is what I have to say. I hate when that subject comes up and people say shit like, I'm listening. It's like, you're listening to what, sir? You grew up in that neighborhood. You're like, my apartment's right there. My parents' apartment's right here. What do you need to listen to? You know the neighborhood that you grew up in. You know the flavors of the community. And I think that's a cop-out answer. And I think it's bullshit. You got called out and you should just say, I'm sorry. I'm you're sorry. You're talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda's response. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, you're listening to what? You grew up in this neighborhood. You know the fabric of that neighborhood. You he also know. tried to throw the director under the yeah, bus. Yeah, you know, I hate, that, I hate that kind of bullshit. Who it's is like, Asian? The director yeah, you know is what Asian. I'm saying? It's not it's his like, responsibility to know. It's like, like sir, <laughs> sir, we're not going to do that today. Yeah. I couldn't, listen, musicals, and I love a musical. I go to, yeah. uh, I go to musicals. The musicals are a hard sell on the screen if you're not coming with a bunch of big stars that people right. want. And this is a two and a half hour musical with not big stars that people are like, yes, Anthony Ramos is great. People know him from the theater, but he, he cannot carry that movie yet, I don't think, to get people in a box office. Yes, it had a lot of buzz, but if you're not a theater kid, yeah. you're not going to be in a rush to sit through two and a half hours of singing and dancing. You're just not. Yeah, no, I I think, I, I agree. I mean, I do think that- I think I mean, we'll have a long life in streaming and online. Yes, I think, and I think part of the problem is like, we've discussed this, the whole dynamic of what is popular, what, how do you gauge popularity now is so off, because if you do have the option of sitting in your house and watching it, mm -hmm. um, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, he's not a big enough star yet, Anthony Ramos, but his star is definitely ascendant. He has been in- many things that people have seen him in and not realized it's him. I mean, right. he was in A Star is Born. He was in the re the horrible reboot of She's Gotta Have It. But he was the best. I hated that. With so a passion. No, with a passion. I, no, with I a passion. really did no. not like that. No, with all. a passion. 
did no. not like it. No, but I wanted to a, like it. Me I too. Really wanted to like it because you know she's too. gotta have it. No, that's me. That's college. Me and my friends. Yep. Like that whole. No, with the passion. But with that passion. was like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? But he, <laughs> I mean, he was handpicked Anthony Ramis by yeah. Spike to, to recreate Mars Blackman, which is major because that's a very like whatever you think of the movie and uh, mm -hmm. whatever you think of Spike, that's an iconic character. And he's in in treatment right now, which is mm -hmm. um, he's he is the best thing in in treatment. He's a fantastic actor, but yes, you're right. He's not a big enough star. Jimmy Smith's being in it. If people don't know who Jimmy Smith's are under the age of 25. They have no idea who he is. Right. And, 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 that's, listen, not to, and, and that's not to be mean. It no, just is a fact. Right. And listen, know? and Daphne, Daphne's amazing. Daphne's, oh, you know, Broadway amazing. and, you know, those club hits. Remember, she had change and I, yeah. I, I found it is my shit. I still play. No, she kills in this. Uh, what do you think about Made in America coming back this year to Philadelphia with your favorite person? As the headliner, Justin, <laughs> Justin I mean, Bieber. you know, I mean, I got to say Stallion, it's, Little Baby, it's a very, Ferb, Bobby Schmurder, Freddie Gibbs, Tinashe. Is this Bobby, is this Bobby Schmurder's first gig since being released? I, well, this is first a major big, gig. face major gig. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, it, it's, it's, look, these festival things, it's like, you're glad it's happening, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. To me, it's a very eh lineup. It really is. There's no, there's no must see act on there. There for me, there, there's a bunch of good people. Well, you it's, know, with, a, this is not our age group. For a lot of people, this Justin no, Bieber, Megan, that will be must see for a lot of young people. It's a good lineup. Yeah, for them. but I, I mean, just, can Justin Bieber perform live? No, he cannot. Um, you and I have a difference on him. I'm not a big fan, but I like his music and I like his grown. I don't the young music. I don't really pay attention to. That song he has, Peaches, is hot. And his grown-up music has been really good. It's really written well, it's him. produced well, and it's sang well. I can't take that. Yeah, from but can he sing live? Is he going to sing? Or is he I, gonna sing? I've heard him sing live. He can sing okay. live. Yeah, okay. yeah, he can sing yeah, live. Yeah, I just find him to be... I don't pay attention to him, but I can listen to the music. I don't, okay. You know what I've gotten is I've gotten older, and I get that thing that you're talking about. I just don't pay attention to the other shit anymore because it's all so young and it's not for me. Oh, no, I it's just, totally not for me. And so, it's like, totally. I don't follow, and really, I don't really follow any celebrities really on, on IG or anything other than, you know, Kylie Minogue and Grace Jones because, you know. Yeah, but they're, they, that's beyond yes, celebrity. Yes, that's not celebrity. Yes, but it's like, for, for me, I just, I don't, I just come to now a place where I can just listen to the music, especially because his music to me does not sound like, little kitty music he's making good songs no no I, I just, i'm not talking about his image i just find him to i've always found him to be a little too needy for my liking mm -hmm. he wants to so much he's so desperate for approval all the well, time he was a kid. they were kids you he, know yeah, he's not a kid anymore no no but yeah but i think that he's been it's less that yeah i just find him i mean look He's not for me. Yeah. Um, better him than Chris Brown in that in that lane. Okay. I, I like Chris rather, Brown's music. He makes great music. Yeah, but I can't. I will not even give Chris Brown a moment of my attention because, as far as I'm concerned, Chris Brown, Chris Brown is a piece of shit. And I, you know what? There's a big world out there, and I can put my mental energy towards someone who is not a piece of shit. You know what I mean? There's so many people. So better Justin Bieber. He's fine. I like Justin Bieber in small doses, mm -hmm. in small doses, which is, you know, give me him on, um, 
on a Drake track, giving him on a Khaled track, you know. But I think the lineup, as we said, it's not for us. Megan Thee Stallion has a great single out right now. I think she is... She's proving to be like a sleeper. Like I don't think people figured she would go more than one or two singles. And I think she's really, I think she's going to escape the best new artist curse. Well, I think that she has something to say. Yeah. This is what I, you know, and I'm, this is not, I don't want this to sound shitty. So, but this is a, this is really, there's something about exposure and education. Because no, this is right. a this is a college educated woman, right? Yeah. So she really has something to say, and there's something behind it. And I'm not saying you have to go to college to be to have something to say and have an opinion and have a strong, but there is something, and, and I, if you know, because you know, I'm an advocate, especially to young people. I think you you know, especially being in certain industries that education will really help you because the entertainment part of your job is about. 45%. <laughs> like yeah. that other 55% is the business and it's really tough. And and having an, uh, an education base will help you maneuver through some of this. And I think it, it informs, she's with someone whose job it is to have words, it helps to even know well, more words, right? That, yeah, that's the a, that's a thing too. I mean, you know, someone who went to college late in life um, and now teaches in college the, one of the things that i love the most about college is that exposure it's exposure mm-hmm. so you know back in the day it used to be rappers or rock stars they would go to europe and want to have nachos and you'd be like but you're in italy they don't have nachos in italy right. like why right. don't you experience what's going on here i right. remember interviewing jay jay-z a million years ago and he talked about how being in another country, even though he was living way larger than we would in mm-hmm. another country, like you're suddenly like, and this sounds so crazy. He was like, they have mosquitoes in other countries. Right, yes, right. They, they have mosquitoes in other country. Right. But you need that exposure. So I think the reason that you're right, that she's going to have maybe a longevity is that even though she's raunchy and all that stuff, she has, Cardi's like that too. Cardi B's mm-hmm. like that too. She has something going on up here other than, fuck me, suck me going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, You know, there's more going on. And I think ultimately... I just, like I said it to you before, I like the way Megan raps. I really like Cardi. I don't love the way she raps. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I think but I, I like love Cardi. her. So it's like, it's one yeah. of those things, it's like, you just buy into the idea of her the because cardiness. what's not like, what's not to like? Yeah, like, it's, what's the, not it's to the like? cardiness of it all. You know what I mean? I, it's the cardiness. I love her. I love the whole thing. Is she the greatest rapper? Not even close. Not even close. But there is just something so imminently appealing about her right. that you can't. And she is on, um, speaking of Cardi, she's on the new Migos record, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, she has a, uh, she's with there with the husband to help the husband's career because mm-hmm. um, you want to talk about Migos now or do you want to talk about, you want to just mention? No, because they go into our new music. Let's go into our girls because this year, this year, this moment, this moment, Right, it's I'll, 25. I'm gonna go out for a cup of coffee. <laughs> it is 25 years of spice. And, and that's one of these 25th anniversary. It is 25 years of spice. And they are coming out with a new wannabe picture disc EP 
with four tracks, including, well, I have those tracks that are on there, but uh, including the Junior Vasquez remix, I actually have that on vinyl, but including an unreleased track that was recorded during that time period. So of course I've already like, you know, I'm like, I need that in my life because it's right. the Spice Girls. But it's really interesting to me how the Spice Girls' real grasp on the music industry was under five years in total, from start to finish. But to have that kind of an impact on the world still 25 years later, people still want tours, people still want things from these women, shows you the power of music, the power of pop music, if you hit at the right time, I mean, it was just, they. there was nothing spectacular, right? Like about this group of women. They put them together, the press gave them those names, the song comes, it hits all over the world, but they kind of hit lightning in the bottle the way they sparked that girl power with girls and it stuck with little girls. Well, it was great it was marketing. Yeah, it's it was great, great marketing. Great marketing. I mean, right. and this is not to take away from them, but they came fully formed because song for song, <laughs> yeah. TLC had the better material. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Mean, image wise, TLC, but it, it, the Spice Girls from everyone and, uh, you know, I, but like I love the Spice, the Spice Girls songs. They're great no, no. songs. No, they are, but I'm saying that every, I mean, Adele has very, uh, very humorously, on um, when she did Carpool Karaoke, like, mm-hmm. this is not ironic. She was, if you were a little girl, if you were 13, 14 years old, and those girls were in front of you, you mm-hmm. had someone you could glom on to. you like, true. oh, I'm sort of, sort of like this. I'm there's the tomboy. There's the, this. The, there's yeah. the black girl. She has curly hair like me. And right. there's Victoria who's giving you very posh, posh, posh. And then, you know, Ginger, my girl. I was always a sporty person. Sporty is my favorite. Yeah, sporty. That's Mel C, I love right? Mel C. I love her, love her. But I'm just happy. I'm, I'm, you know, it really was a moment in time I got this, I've seen them in concert twice. I saw them when they came for the Spice World Tour the first time. I saw them when they came back in, I believe it was like, 09 or whatever year that was, the return of the Spice Girls. And when I was working at Columbia, you know, when I was a young assistant, you never got, to, and I was in video promotion. That was our wheelhouse, the MTV Awards. I would always have to do, you know, the assistant shit, like travel for the artists and their whole team. And oh my God, when Ricky Martin was doing it. And I was, I was working with that. And I was at that point, not the assistant, but still it was 50 people traveling from all over the world. That was crazy. Anyway, I digress. My first time getting actual tickets to the show from my bosses. I was so happy. It was the year that the Spice Girls performed on the MTV Awards. So I got to see them the first time around with the five of them and they did say you'll be there. And I was sitting in the audience, I was sitting a couple of rows behind, dying the entire time, just staring at their heads like, oh my God, there's Victoria. Oh my God, there's Kelsey. And I just love that that music is held up as great pop songs. And they had an image that never really flipped and changed. It was like everybody had their role and that stuck. And and I think it was for little girls, like you said, because each one could look at somebody and identify. Yeah, and go, I could be this one. And and, and it kind of buys into the subject that you and I want to talk about, how some people feel that that, uh, 
like like with the new Lord coming out. We love it. Now she's happy, Lord, right? And, well, I don't love this. I don't love that single. I love the song. I don't love it. Oh, I, I love hate it. it. I love it. I hate it, I it but I love it. it. I to don't me, it makes it. me feel like skipping and summer. Yeah, it no, makes I me want to be on my bike playing it really loud, riding down the street yeah. while on a hot day. I like. I think lot. it's a good song. It's a. It's a. It's an introduction to something else. I don't. I don't. But anyway, um, what we were we were talking about the fact it's a very different image for Lord. Um. Mm. And a lot of the women looking at Lord, and I don't want to say I hate the song. I just don't love it. I hear there's so many influences. I'm very. I hope Tribe is getting a check for her sample. That's all I got to say on well, that. Of course, one. if there's well, no one's not clearing a sample. See, I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff because Tribe sample. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, she, doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't sample them. She but, quotes a lyric. Yeah, but but still, when you do that, that is that's the same thing. Someone's right. getting. A I was bag. I was saying it sort yeah. of somewhat but, facetiously, but but I feel I'm, like I don't, I don't have a problem. I, you, really, I thought you would love this song. It's so happy, breezy. I and, don't not love it. I just mm -hmm. don't. It hasn't grabbed me. I right. feel like it's two songs in one. My. Mm -hmm. What I think is interesting is the Lord song and Billie Eilish's new mm -hmm. direction. People seem, mainly men, mm -hmm. seem to be more bent out of shape mm -hmm. than women who started in the industry when they were teenagers mm -hmm. seem to be, and Lord even younger than Billie Eilish, right. and Lord not working with her big brother who helped protect her in a way. They seem to be more bent out of shape that young that they're changing in some way they mm. seem to be now i'm not i'm going to be you know full disclosure i was sort of taken aback by billy eilish's new, new mature i'm making air quotes like people can see me you can see me <laughs> I can i'm see making you. i'm making air quotes um her new image because i thought god i hope she's not doing this because some guy told her to do it right. but she has a new look a new image i don't notice anybody losing their shit when justin bieber decides to have a totally new look because they're like, oh, he's growing up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, people change. Well, I hope to God I don't look the same now well, first as I of did all, when I was 20. I think it's full of shit when they do that and act like pop stars and female pop stars have to change. I'm like, it's art. You're Each time you're creating a new album, a new energy, you, you, you're going along with it. I look, if you look at pictures of me from 16, my hair was one color. 17, my hair was one color. 20, my hair was one color. My style was different. 25, my hair was one color, my style was different. It's like, if I look at pictures of my mother from 16, her style was different. 18, her style, you just grow, you change, you do shit. It's like, and if you're creating new art, well, you're, gonna, the you're, gonna, you're gonna, no, but the difference is, is that women, not all women, but mm -hmm. women, especially in a pop realm, are expected to constantly come with a package, with a whole new look. Well, well no, that, that's not that's true. That, father, that, well, that's no, people, my opinion. People, okay, that's but people opinion. think that because Diana Ross never changed her look. She was I'm not talking Diana about Ross. Diana Ross. No, I'm no, hold on, hold on. Temporary uh, pop. Uh, okay, uh, Beyonce's never changed her look. She's always Beyonce. What? Beyonce. She gives you different outfits. She's not, you've not, you don't look at Beyonce and go, oh, look, they're different errors where the hair and everything was different. It's like, yeah, she'll go from a gown to a bodysuit, but she's not giving you radically different looks. You know what I mean? Kylie Minogue is, well, Kylie has had errors, but they've always been Kylie Minogue. I think that when, first of all, most people when they start in pop are young, right? right. So you're growing and you're changing in each album. 
it's if you're making music and it's and, and it has these influences, a lot of times you're like, okay, like Britney's circus was circus themed, so all of her stuff around that we're was agreeing, themed. we're yeah, agreeing yeah. with each other. I'm just seeing it. For, I'm we're totally agreeing. What I'm saying is sometimes mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. feel like women are expected to come with like, okay. This what do you mean, like the hair, the makeup, the gowns, the dances, no, 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 the no, full no, thing? No, 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 no. I feel like this is what I feel, and and I may be off base, but I feel like if Lord, I'm not talking about an age thing. If okay. Lord had come out uh -huh. with this song now, right, and was not was not was dressed somewhat like she was in the beginning. If the hair mm -hmm. was kind of whatever, mm -hmm. people would say, "Oh my God, why hasn't she matured as an artist?" Cut to the flip side. She comes out, she's in her 20s. We have to assume she's having sex at this point. She's showing the body little. The response has been, why is she doing this? So she you can't win. Women artists cannot. <laughs> no, but women, and art, women artists cannot win for losing. If you stay in one lane, they get mad at you that you're just, not all, but especially in the pop realm. So you can't win for losing. Women can't win for losing anyway. Black women and Latino women can't win for losing anyway in the industry. Well, I I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little bit because there's nobody pulling the leash of these young girls not like now saying you have to stay the same. I don't think anybody actually stays the same. I think the growth is for each new album. It's like who wants to look the same? I think you just are always evolving into something different because your art's evolving, you're evolving, you've seen more, you've toured more, you've been around the world more, you're exposed to more. We're and agreeing. You grow. We're yeah, we are agreeing. But I don't think there's this thing where you have to like. No, not have to. Change. I just feel like the criticism. Look, women get criticized for their looks and their presentation more. Nobody gives mm -hmm. a flying fuck that. Rappers have come out year after year after year, basically looking the same. Nobody gives a flying fuck that. Well, if you think about it, though, with clothes and stuff, right? It's not until this recent generations that men even experiment more with their clothes. Like, what were men doing? They were either wearing suits or short pants. Like, women always had so many more options in pop, especially when we talk about 80s, 90s. Think about it. Right. Boys all just wore baggy clothes, but girls could wear You could wear skirts, you could wear a shirt, you could have a gown, you could have this. And I think that some of that is playing dress up. Who doesn't want to play dress up, right? You get no, I, like, like if you can, ha if you if you have access to it all, why not try it all? Again, we're agreeing. What I'm mm -hmm. saying is, if there is nothing wrong, I am not saying anyone's putting a gun to Lord's head. But I didn't say anybody did. I'm just stating my opinion. I know you yeah, keep yeah. coming with we're agreeing, like I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just no, saying no, no. I'm, I'm affirming it, you know? that we're agreeing. Yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is, I I think. I think basically that in the pop realm and pop mm -hmm. music is not always taken as seriously. It is and it isn't. Um, I feel like it's just interesting to me that the initial criticism of the mm -hmm. Lord single mm -hmm. was was how she looked. Was how she looked. Mm -hmm. That it's like who gives a fuck? Because she got criticized when she was fifteen for how she looked. Why right. is she covering up her face? Why is she wearing these right. baggy clothes? Blah blah blah. Billy Eilish. Why doesn't she have but, the green hair anymore? The and then you criticize yeah. her for having the green hair. So but the thing like, that I love is the kids that love them, they don't give a shit what all these people who are writing that have to say. No, they don't but give a fuck. we are living, I mean, we have to, I, I... Look at Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande hasn't changed her look the entire time. She just has been Lolita with a long ponytail at this and point for seven, and from it's a horrible seven, look. for seven albums. Right, and, it's, and, it, and it works against her, I think. No, it does. She's one of I, the top artists, no, no, <laughs> contemporary artists. It works against her in terms of I think it's the look when she was younger was way too sexualized. 
A girl should not, a, a young girl presenting herself as that sexualized for me is problematic. Doing it now is fine, but when you're 16 years old, you should not be Lolita. You shouldn't. That's a hypersexualized look. That's the male gaze. No woman wants to see a woman looking like that. Men want to see a woman. All right, so stop. Well, remember, remember, we had that conversation about that other young lady, and I said, I don't have a problem with sexy. I don't have a problem with nudity. I have a problem when it looks like you're not doing it as a celebration of your body, but when you right. look like you're doing it for men. It, that, that is the subtle thing. And right. I just think that you have, you should, you could show your, you could do it every you want to your body. I love it. But do it for yourself. I feel like when you start doing it for like the male gaze sometimes, right. and listen, I know everybody wants to be sexy to, to the other sex. I just or the same I, sex. So, or the same yeah, sex. or the same sex. But I just worry about with this industry, if you if you're over sexualized young, you find yourself because there's a lot of just really disgusting people. It's you, too raunchy. Some find, of it is. And some of these motherfuckers, I mean, you see some some things are changing because things that used to happen are just not acceptable anymore. Right. So I just I just always want all of the young ladies, like and young young guys. When you're using sexuality, just have a strong team of people around you. And if that's what if that's what you do, that's great. But you need to have a strong team of people around you so that people don't just start treating you like that. Because people see that as real life. Well, and, and I'm and and and, and then your talent, one, then then all of a sudden your well, talent is secondary. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and neither it's just really interesting to me, and I say this as someone who is definitely getting older and whatever, it's always interesting, it's a different industry, but it's always interesting to me that when people talk about Frances McDormand, the actress mm -hmm. Frances McDormand, mm -hmm. who's a brilliant actress, their first comment is on her looks, on the way she doesn't wear makeup, and right. she, or Jamie Lee Curtis, she doesn't wear high heels to things. So I have nothing against Ariana Grande other than the fact I literally have had no idea what the woman is singing about <laughs> because she literally <laughs> is like mushmouth and pumpkin puss. I have no idea what she is saying. I just was bothered by her being that sexualized. There's a difference between being sexy and sexualized. And when you're under the age of consent, you should not be coming out there looking. And what she wore to Aretha Franklin's funeral was appalling. Uh, I mean. I mean. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that was one of the great jaw-dropping like. <laughs> When she came out there, I was like, "Yeah, she oh. wore this like she wore this like, <laughs> like literally. It wasn't like a black. A t -shirt. It was like no, a, it was black a t cocktail dress. <laughs> yeah, that was so short. And the best part was Jesse Jackson sitting behind her and Bill Clinton kind of <laughs> trying to trying to look. And I was like, honey." You're at a wreath you're at a funeral. I just remember yeah. thinking. No. Oh my God. So you went through your closet. closet and that's what you're coming to sing at Aretha, Aretha Franklin's Franklin. funeral. You're invited. You thought, you're invited by and Aretha's you thought to family. Yourself, you know which gown? No, not that gown. No, not that. Give me that give, one. Give me oh that one. Oh my God. One. Do you remember? <laughs> I'm going to an Italian. I, it's like, give me the I'm going to oh an God. Italian wedding Miss outfit. It was no, a, that was one that of those. That funeral had so many. That, that, that the, the, was that, a mess. 
that was one of the great moments of like, really, Ariana, you're the only white person at this thing and you're going to literally show your ass like that? Like, come on, Was it Aretha's funeral or was it Whitney Houston's funeral that Alicia Keys got on the piano and was just singing and it was like, what? Well, if it was was Alicia on the piano, she was very loud and very flat. It was really, it was probably Whitney. It would have been Whitney or um, Michael and she wasn't invited to Michael. So it was probably Whitney. Oh my Same God. label, yeah. Wait, yeah. And do you remember the shade of Dionne yeah. Warwick introducing Aretha Franklin and Whitney's, but Aretha wasn't there? No, it was bad. It was so very, bad. very, oh very. Bad. Ariana came out in that dress, and I remember no. being like, I remember literally gasping, like, "Oh my God, yeah, you did not wear too. that to Aretha Franklin." No, it was just like, "Who let you out? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Who let you out of the house?" But I mean, the, it was like yeah. Miss Thing. Oh, God. Miss we'll thing. have to find a picture. But, right. the, 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 <laughs> but Jesse Jackson, two men who have been credibly accused of sexual <laughs> misconduct, if not assault, like doing the looking around, trying not to look, and the minister being all like, oh, hugging a little right, it was, yeah, It was all like, all what is dog. happening? It was, so, is happening? it was so bad. It was good. It was so bad. And then the next thing you know, she's now, driven into now the Now, can I just say this Davidson. about Billie Eilish? If yes. you're going to change your image that drastically, and I have, I, listen, I'm all for a drastic image change. I'm going to need the music to be a little better, though. These but songs. She's changing, these, no, but she's changing her sound. But too. these last, I don't, I, Listen, we went from Pink, who was black on her first album, to yeah. Misunderstood, second album. I'm all for, you can give me an album that sounds different right. every time. I will follow you on the journey. Can just make the songs good. Yeah. Songs I, I need can't, to be good. I can't think of what the first, the one where she's sitting in the rock. Somewhere. Yeah, I can't, you know what I mean? It's like. She seems to be going through that, you know. Well, my biggest problem was the Miley Cyrus 580 that she did. I'm, mm-hmm. Okay, you don't want to be Hannah Montana. We got it. And then you're going to be hyper, hyper, hypersexualized, and you're going to basically rip off fucking black culture for your own means and then go, ah, that's not working for me anymore. Now I'm going right. to be Stevie Nicks standing in the forest somewhere right. singing. And then I'm going to like then she's pick, a, Joan pick, a lane, pick a lane, pick a lane. This is why I will say to everybody, she may act a little kooky now, but this is, it was never easy. And people always just say, Madonna changed her image, but it was always seamless the way if you go through all of those different, especially your early career and the phases of Madonna, right. it is not an easy thing to keep people interested, right. make those kind of changes with music and style and visually and have it be seamless. We're seeing now, like a lot of these kids are just, they're smacking against the wall trying to figure it out. And a lot of it is a little weird and not working. And, and, and it's hard to grow and be consistent in that. Well, there, there is a reason, even though she's not nearly the talent that he is. I mean, she's talented, but he's, she's not, not even in his lane. But there is a reason, you know, why Madonna, I believe Madonna was, was tapped to induct David Bowie into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, because Bowie, one of the jokes about Bowie always was that he was constantly changing things up. But right. it was one of the strengths. One of the strengths of Bowie was this constant metamorphosis. Right. To the point where you're like, which one am I? I mean, where it gets confusing is which one am I? Who am I really looking at? But I will say that things are so prefabricated now and so plotted out and so my team and so my people. Yes, that the line between uh. The line between actual expression 
and marketing meeting is so fucking thin right now that you, you can't even tell what's going well, on. Well, you know what the difference is? The Bowies, the Madonnas, they were in the clubs. They were like underground New York, underground London. They they were really part of a scene where they were all hanging out like Basquiat and all those. They had that energy. These young kids now are being discovered young. They're right. being molded. They're not right. even, not all of them are even getting artist development. Listen, you want to know why H.E.R. is so successful? She had artist development for Do real. Do we call her, I, this is, I'm not being mm -hmm. joking around. Is she referred to as her or H.E.R.? When she first came out, it was H.E.R. And, and people just started calling her her, her because that was easier. I right. still call her H.E.R. because that's what it originally was. And I like what does it Does it stand for something or is it just a way of spelling her? It's just a way of spelling her. Oh, you know who else? And, and it kind of leads into stuff that we're listening to. I Oh, but what I was going to say in terms of the imaging, then we can talk about the new stuff to wrap up. And then you have the other side where Gwen Stefani, who broke boundaries, who was mm -hmm. great, is literally like, bitch, you're a mother of three. You're mm -hmm. almost 50. You're, you're married to She's or in her engaged. 50s. Okay. She's not almost okay. 50. She's in her well, 50s. Yeah. Is she in her 50s? Yes, she is. Is she? Yes. We'll have to look. <laughs> but the point is, is that... Uh, you know, I loved, loved in the past tense, Gwen Stefani. I saw her at the garden and it was like um, more big. I was like, if I was 14 years she's old. She's 51. Okay, well, mm -hmm. she's crossed the threshold. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're engaged to like a fucking Republican for all intents and purposes. They're married Why? now. Oh, are they? Well, mm -hmm. mazel tov. It looks, <laughs> she looks a little ridiculous. Still fucking having the young rapper, still ripping off other people's culture still problematic cultural appropriation i don't know see i hate that i feel like you can be influenced and make music i don't there think no, music has she has a bunch of black girls doing double dutch in her new video there and it's all black girls she's they're there as props they're props <laughs> she had all those japanese girls they're <laughs> props she comes out in indian headdresses i like her <laughs> Her old music, I love mm -hmm. No Doubt. I find, and I'm not saying this because she's older, but she mm -hmm. looks a little crazy coming out in the exact outfit. It's <laughs> like, I'm just a girl. No, you're not just a girl anymore. You're a woman. Make songs that reflect you being a woman. Right. I mean, stop. I'm not saying you have to do lounge a lounge act, for fuck's sake, <laughs> but you look a little crazy literally redoing Hollaback Girl. Well, it's just that the music's not What's yeah, it, so what was it? Let me reintroduce myself. I think that's the thing, but yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. not good. There's two, there's two songs, and neither one of us could, could yeah, hum not, one of them except good. you. It's great. Well, let's talk a little bit. It's about like that other one, Nicole Scherzer. Uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I'm the only one who's saying in the in the Pussycat Dolls. Well, there's in a con. Yeah, whatever. Well, a woman that I really, really think is interesting. And has thank you had so an much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Has an, had an interesting career thus far is um, SZA. And I'm yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, very kind of quirky. Um, she, whoever is choosing her, her collaborations is doing a great job because she did one with Maroon 5, which made Maroon 5 interesting. So that's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. uh, she did with, she's one of Kendrick Lamar. She's on his label. So one with Kendrick, which was fantastic when Black Panther. Well, no, there are different labels. Kendrick's on she's Interscope. She, she's she, TDE. As, as a manager. Yes, but her, but her music goes through RCA. She's an All right, RCA. Well, artist. she's from, she was one of his yeah. people, you know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I like her. She's interesting. She's not, you know, reinvent. She's in, she has a distinctive voice. You know, it's her. And you already see people imitating her, which is really mm -hmm. kind of funny. Um, so she has a single out right now with St. John, who we like a lot. Yeah, St. Like John, that. because he's he is also somebody who's Brooklyn based guy from Brooklyn. Giving you a different kind of thing. And it's because you're just she's just for me. It's off the Space Jam. The new space the I heard the new Space Jam is sucks like a vacuum Ooh, cleaner. I'm gonna say, yeah, I've heard a little peep. Too, I've heard it sucks heard, like heard a some, vacuum cleaner. I, I've heard some peeps. I'm not trying yeah, to say nothing. I've heard but I've really heard, I was like, what? Ooh. Really bad. But it's a it's a really great single. Um he's a little too heavily auto-tuned for my liking because he mm -hmm. can actually sing, but it's very kind of minor chord. Um it's dark. And yet, a love song. I like it a they lot. I love him in Europe. He's really in the UK. He's exploded there no, so much. I wish the US would catch up a little bit. The UK, well, they Roses love was a Roses was a decent size. Yes, hit. but it was Matt, it was a number no. one for like well, seven you know, weeks. I can, like I can understand why he's bigger than the UK. He's sort of their version, like the reverse of what happened with Seal over here. Right. You know, kind of off the beat. But I like him a lot. He's also funny as shit. Where, mm. And he's super smart, funny as shit. So... I'm really, really liking that song a lot. And then Courtney made me listen to the new Migos record, which is called Culture 3. It's their third album, the end of a trilogy. Here's what I want to say about that. First off, it makes me feel old to listen to a Migos record. I'm instantly like, oh my fucking God. I loved Black and Bougie. I love the singles. Here's what I have to say about the... I will bet you that if you tell the average like Brooklyn high school kid, Migos has a new record out, they're going to go, who? You think it's so? Been four, it's been four years. Four years in a teenager's lifestyle is uh, lifespan is forever. Since, since culture two, because culture this is two, the third four culture. years. Four years since wow. culture two. That's right, because they had all of those solo. So, so, so I like. Can I just say I enjoyed them better collectively than the solo work. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I like I like them collect, and I like this album for them. It sounds good. I like it. I like that each song sounds a little different. The mm -hmm. the uh, the. Um, Sadly, two of the best collaborations on it with two artists who are no longer with us, Pop Smoke and Juice World, And just the quality of their collaborations, it just adds even more sadness to the potential. Right. I will tell you, I slept on Juice World and Pop Smoke when they came out. And Talented guys. And longevity it's already. Really, you know, it really, it, it... It's sad. Both it really cases. Is. It's both... Yeah. Their deaths are... The, the yin and yang of the pitfalls of the industry and of being young black men, basically. It's and like, like, because yeah. it's like literally they had their whole, whole lives life. ahead of and them. Perfect, great people around them, great music, and you just, and, but they still matter to, uh, they still matter. And then, you know, the other guys are on it, uh, Moneybag Yo, and I believe, and, uh, Cardi's on it because she's married to one of them. I forget which one. <laughs> Who's she married to? Um, Offset. Offset. Yeah, I like I like the Migos record. Am I going to listen to it? No, because I put it on and I feel 110 years old. And I right. don't need that, Courtney. I don't no. need to feel any older I am. All right. Any last words of wisdom, my friend? Well, I would just like to say that I, for some reason, have been on a Dionne Warwick tear ever since she didn't get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's your lane. That's totally and your lane. I've just been going through lots of her albums. And man, listen, 
that lady really had some shit, man. Yeah. And and I was listening to her Valley of the Dolls album and her Make Way for Dionne Warwick and Very Dion, and then into her 80s stuff. Like people should go back and listen to that Heartbreaker album again, produced by Barry, who Barry Gibb wrote all those songs and just great voice, you know. And a little bit of Donny. I've been having Donny Hathaway mornings, lots of Nothing jazz and soul and just. I've been listening, and we'll discuss it because we want to do another show where we dive deep, but I have been really seriously listening to Scritty Politi, but not Perfect Wife. No, no, not what's the other one? What's the one? What's it called? Something something like Aretha Franklin? No, not that that one. I'm listening to 90s and 2000s Scritty Mm. Politi. You know, you and Bill Coleman could have a whole conversation on Scritty Politi. He loves Scritty Politi. No, I love Scritty Politi. Which basically means I like Green Garza. Yeah, so let's do. Let's let. We need to do a show and really dig into the. Yeah, catalog I, but I've just been going and going back and remembering because it's well. We'll save it for that the- and everything but the girl because you yeah. know it's. Same I link. think a lot of people who who love them came to them with the last three albums, but right. I I started rocking with them at the beginning. And have she, you heard her this, solo record? Did you? Hear yeah, you know I have all of her solo records and like the, the last, last one, one was record. Yeah, I have it and it's cool, but it's to a, me. It's slim. It's that work they do together. Yeah. Especially those early records when they were kind of folky before they way before they got electronic and dance. And- I have a crazy question. Mm-hmm. Is she, is he Naomi Watts' brother? Because I know there's a Ben Watt who's a photographer. Is he oh. Naomi Watts' brother? I don't no. think he's Naomi Watts' brother. Uh, I've never no. I don't think he's Naomi Watts. Brother. Okay. There is a Ben Watt who's a photographer. And so that's yeah. Naomi Watts. Yeah, brother. I think that's her brother okay. because this Watt, he and Tracy are married, and they've never. This, oh, are they married for real? Yes, for real? They're married. Wow. Mm-hmm. So they're the Thompson twins. They're married. Kids. They're married with children, and she, right. you know, has he yeah. put on a few pounds since then? Because he looked really sick. Well, well, maybe he got sick, and that's when uh, he got sick for a while, and that's when he lost yeah. all the weight. She had to like, yeah, get him back uh, to health. Women, yeah. that's what we do. That is what we you do. Prop up the man for fuck's sake. And on and that then, note, and then they turn around and say, "Why aren't you wearing makeup and your hair is not?" <laughs> and you're I like, know, "You really motherfucker!" You and then when you're over fifty or over sixty, like me, you could literally stand in a crowd and set your head on fire and hand out marshmallows, and no one no, will see no, you. No, just aside, you're like free vagina, free vagina. No, see, like free vagina. vagina free vag- they don't see you. You're <laughs> invisible. I, I'm like, when you're over, start talking to your women friends who are over. I'm sorry, you sweet. literally. I am a I'm a gay man in my fifties. They're not looking. They're not looking for me. If I go out, there's nobody my age, and then they think I'm the manager. No, no, no. I'm not (laughs) even talking about having sex. I'm talking about literally. I'm talking about for any. I'm talking about for anything. They think I'm the manager. Like, can you tell us how to get to the back entrance? And I'm like, I'm here for the party. They're like, why? Really seriously? I know we're invisible. I. It's like you. What you feel like you're. What people are walking through you like a like a like a spy movie or something. All right. And on that note of self pity and so, self loathing. <laughs> thank you guys. This is once again. It is us. I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, part of the Pantheon podcast family. Shout out to all of the other shows on Pantheon. Yes, and uh, remember. You can now hear us. Here's the list, David. You got it? Okay, go, we're go, on. Go, go, boy. Go, go. Pantheon Podcast, <laughs> yep. iHeart, Deezer, yep. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Megaphone, Twitter, and Facebook. 
and if let, I'm gonna let you finish. Except for Twitter, give, where we have finish Ima. Ima, and if you give Courtney and me a Metro card and some churros, we'll stand mm-hmm. outside your window and, and do the fucking show for you. And I will <laughs> sing for you some songs of Midland Farmer that I have taught myself in broken French, and it will be all for your enjoyment. You know, I used to sing in bands. We'll have that. Mm-hmm. Con- I was in the first all-girl punk band in San Francisco, but that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole other another. conversation. Or as Courtney <laughs> likes to say, situation. Situation. All right, kids. Well, it's Pride still, so happy Pride. Stay safe, everybody. Stay, Stay safe. safe. You know how we do. Do your thing. Get a tan. Get a man. Do it all. We'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.